0: seem hopeless but because Christ rose again we have hope amen amen do you believe that we have hope in Christ's resurrection you know I was I was putting this word together through the week and it's a cliche because Easter's it's a funny one really it's a funny one. There's so many different topics you can, you can choose from, but the main topic is kind of Easter. And I was like, Lord, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to do something which, you know, talks of something a bit different, but it's related to Easter. But all God kept talking to me about was hope. Hope, 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 hope. Every day was hope. And, you know, when I came into prayer this morning, Pastor Steve was just talking about hope. You know, and through this service we've been singing songs of hope and, and celebration. And I just want to share with you kind of where I came from and how God gave me hope this morning. Um wasn't the testimonies great this morning. You know, Emma, you know, Emma sings, she doesn't talk, she sings. I don't know, do you realise that? You know, whenever she's up here, she's a little bit of Juanita Bynum in there, you know. I think if she comes and preaches one day, it's gonna she'll she'll will create a storm. It'll be amazing. I'm sure that will happen. Emma, you're a notice. But you know, when she started singing, you know, I wanted to put a little house beat under it. You know, that <laughs> you know, it was it was coming out there. I was like, yeah, mate, that would be a nice house, nice little house track there, deep soul. You know. But um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's get on with the message. Hallelujah. Why don't we pray? Father, we thank you so much that you died and you rose again. We thank you that, Lord, today we get to celebrate who you are, Lord, the world over. Lord, we come together, united, unified. And Father, I pray, Lord, as I share, Lord, how you have given me hope to your people. Father, that you will speak through my testimony and through your word, that you'll speak through me. And Lord, I pray today that people will receive hope and life through your word, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, you know, when we, we, Easter is, I don't know, some people say Christmas is probably the most important, but I definitely believe that Easter is absolutely the most important aspect of the Christian calendar. The fact that Jesus died and he rose again sums up everything about who I am in Christ. And why I am the way I am. Um, Second Corinthians chapter five verse fourteen says this: For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. I remember. Ages ago, reading this scripture, and it didn't quite make sense to me. You know, I think the thing that threw me off was that because we judge thus, I was never good at English literature. I got a C, but I wasn't that good. You know, and I didn't quite understand what what it was saying. But it's saying this: for the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. This is him saying that look, because of Christ's death. Because of sin, Christ died. And because he died, we now do not have to die anymore. That because of Christ, because of God's love, because of Christ coming and becoming human and dying for every one of our sins, we now don't have to die. However, it says in 15, he died for all that those who live should no longer die for themselves so in one sense we do have to die there's something about us that has to die in order that the world will live also when christ went into heaven he gave us a mandate to make disciples of all men and to go out and 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 disciple people to evangelize and let people know that he is risen that the story of the cross the solid story of the cross involve death, resurrection, life, and judgment, and that if people do not hear what God wants to say to them, that they will die. And for us, we have to die to the things that we want, to the self. We have to become selfless in order for God's word to go forth and people to achieve hope. When I was growing up, you know, some of you have heard some of my stories of growing up. One of the things that the enemy really tried to do for me was this. He tried to knock me down, knock down my self-esteem, knock down who I was. He tried in every aspect to, to keep me down. Now, I don't know about you, but there's something in my name that has power. And, you know, us Nigerians, we like to name our children quite a lot of names. Um, I had the privilege, oh, actually, I had the privilege of doing Ola and Tamwa's um, baby um, naming ceremony last Friday. And um, God bless that child. He's going to be a powerful young man. He has 16 names. I had to go through 16 names. It's powerful, but each name was significant. Each name was significant, and the Lord blessed me with a name. My full name, and the Nigerians are going to laugh at me because I'm a, uh, I'm a Nigerian in England, all right, all right, yeah, that, all right, from East London, all right. And my, my name is this, Oluwabemiga, all right, which means God has lifted me. God has lifted me. And my parents blessed me with that name for a reason, that I wouldn't be trampled, that everything I do in life will succeed and I'll be lifted. But you know what? The enemy tries and he tried to trample me throughout secondary, throughout primary, the constant message was this, that Olu is such a nice boy, but he's not gonna do well in life because he always gets distracted. Now, unfortunately, my dad is a strong Nigerian man. And if the teacher says something, then it's so. And it wasn't true. I like to talk, I like to play, But I like to do my work as well. And, you know, he got caught up in this kind of Olu is good, but. Olu is good, but. And I don't know, you know, some of you might have experienced the same thing where people continually say, you know, oh, yeah, you're cool, but. Or teachers will say, yes, he's very good at this, but. You know what? That but, Christ came and he he took it and he threw it away. He came and he took it away, and that's not your life story. You know, I had teachers who really liked me, and um, they, they were just kind of, when it came to Parents' Day, it was like, in school it was cool, you know. I was doing my thing, I was larking around and playing around, but I was doing my work, I was doing all right. But when it came to parents, day, it's like they switched. It's like they—I was like, "What is this about?" And then from teacher to teacher to teacher, the message was, "Olú is a good child, but." And you know, as much as my dad started taking that on, and when I was at home, you know, I'll be doing things, and then anything wrong is say, "Look at this boy, big for nothing." That was his. That was his number one, big for nothing. You know, why are you doing this? It's good, but, he started to, you know, I'll come home with my homework, I'll get a B plus. And he said, oh, yeah, it's good, but. And you know, slowly but surely, as I started to grow, that but became a reality, started becoming a reality in my life. I would do things, but I would think in my brain, but maybe I'm not gonna be good enough. I would think about things in life, people would talk into my life, and I would would hear it, and then I would have a but, like, yeah, but, you know, I'm never really going to be that good at this, or I'm never going to achieve that. And it wasn't until I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior that that changed, that that paradigm in my life shifted. You know, the thing about Christ coming to die, and the thing that brought me into the kingdom was this, that no matter who you are, whether you're black, white, Chinese, Indian, whether you're big, small, tall, short, whether you're academically strong or not, whatever you do, he came to die for you. Every aspect and every circumstance in your life absolutely means nothing to Christ. He came for you, And you alone whether you make mistakes or not if you trust in him and you believe in his resurrection he came for you and you know if everybody in this room and i thank god you know everybody here is hearing about christ but if everybody in here chose to reject jesus except for you he still would have died he still would have put himself through the circumstances of despair and hopelessness. He still would have walked that journey through that shadow of death. He still would have done it because of you, because of you as an individual, not because of the masses. You know, it's great that we come together every year, but the reality is that Easter is not just one time a year. It's a celebration of continual resurrection because what, Because Christ died for all, we all must die daily. We all must put ourselves in situations where we let people know that Christ is alive. That blew me away. I was probably about 17, 16, 17. And, um, I'd, you know, I grew up in the church. I had um, Christian parents. I grew up in the church and I knew of Christ, but I didn't know the Christ. I didn't know the resurrected Lord. I knew the stories. I knew, you know, I went to Sunday school. It was Sunday school in those days, not children's church. Some political, that's just political. It was Sunday school. You know, and we did the stories. We did Jonah. We did David and Goliath. We did, you know, Jesus goes to the tomb Palm Sunday. You know, we cut out loads of palm trees and we wave it and then dash it. You know, at the end of the day, not quite really understanding. It was fun at the time, but, you know, but it wasn't until that time when Jesus met me and told me, Olu, Olu Bemiga, I have lifted you. I have lifted you, and you mean everything to me. And he says it to every single one of us, that he has lifted you. He has brought you out of death into life. And he does that continually. And that I love that. You know, it almost makes me choke up. You know, it doesn't matter whether or not the world wants to celebrate it with Easter eggs or bunnies or whatever. Because the mere fact that you know truth, the mere fact that not only do you know truth, you now live truth, gives us hope. Hope in Christ. The Easter message is this. It's a, it's a radical declaration of how God sees every single one of us. And when we say radical, you know, we, we usually ascertain it to fanatics. If you're radical, you're fanatic. Now, back in the late 80s, 90s, they started calling evangelical Christians radical. Why? Because we decided to break out from the church and, you know, maybe do, I think someone was talking about the other day, March for Jesus. How many people did March for Jesus? Oh, yes. You know, it was, we definitely talked, celebrate. That was number one. I think that was number one in the days, you know. I used to go to a, a Assemblies of God. I was in between Assemblies of God and Elum actually. And, you know, in those days, it was jumpers and sandals with white socks. The pastors were rocking it hard. And that, that meant they were radical, you know. They started doing the holy hop, you know. Those are the days of radical Christianity, you know. And we've, we've, we've kind of doled down because we're super cool now, you know. No more jumpers. We're radical in a different way, in a slightly cooler way. But you know what? Easter is a radical declaration. And when we say radical, it means, for me, it means this. That I'm never, ever again going to compromise about who I am. Because I know exactly who I am. I know that I am Bemiga, The one that God has lifted. The one who went to the grave and died. Who went to the cross and died was buried and then rose again. He didn't stay dead. He didn't stay dead. He rose again for me. And I want to challenge you today. If you do not know who Christ is, let me tell you, he is the one that died for you. Not everybody else but you. And if you get that revelation, you will understand the true reality of life in Christ you know I love going out and event. well I say that I said to the guys yesterday I, I really I'm a, I, I find it so hard evangelizing on the street that's the reality of it you know you kind of go out and you're looking at people walking and you know that they just don't want to have time for you and I love what Todd did yesterday you know it was, it was real wisdom. Now we were standing there, we were singing. I mean, he gave the testimony. We were singing away and then having a great time. I was doing a bit of a holy hop. Forgot that we were in the 2015 for a second, you know. And, and, and I saw Todd coming from a distance. He's such a cool guy, you know. You know, he's just got his little swag as he's coming down from Victoria, you know, West London. That's where it's at. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and he came across, and he, he did, he, he kind of just stopped. And he, it was like, he was watching us, and I was thinking in my head, what is this guy doing? We need all the help we can get. You know, we're just a small we were just a small band then. It was about eight or nine of us. We were just in a circle, as Christians do. You know when Christians get together, we all come in a circle, innit? We all get into a circle, holy huddle, as we call it, in our, in our holy talk. Let's, let's holy huddle, guys. Let's come round. And we were singing and, and, and doing our thing. And then he, he just, he kind of, he took one step towards us and then he, he turned and went and sat with this guy. Now in my head, I was thinking, okay, sing. This guy, he was, he, was, he was kind of pulling it up together to go and sit next to this guy and evangelize to him. And then I kind of just left it. And then we were singing and carrying on. And then he came to me a bit later. Now bearing in mind, I had used every excuse I could. I was blowing up the balloons. I was putting the, the leaflets in the, in, the, in the, what do you call those? In the tracks. That was my job. You know, I'd sent the congregation out to evangelize. You know, I was saying, Lord, help me, Father. I don't even know what to say. I'm meant to be the leader here. How am I meant to be doing this? So I've been shoving these things. And then the Lord said, just, just go out. Just go for a walk. Go, he said this, actually. He said, go for a walk and smile, Okay. So I did that, I went for a walk and I started smiling, hi, how are you? Can I invite you to our service? And then most people were like, oh, thank you. You know, they'll give you a smile, walk on. Some people would stop. And one lady, I said this to her, oh, can I invite you to our Easter service? And she said, no. And I said this, Jesus loves you and he lives inside of you. You just don't know it. She stopped, looked at the track, Picked it off me and then walked off. And I was like, Lord, okay, I'm not going to say that again. But she then came back and she said, Thank you for telling me that. I will think about coming to your service, but I'm not sure about this whole Christianity thing. And then she walked off. I was gutted. I was like, Lord, what? How does that work? How does someone come to me, say something like that, and then walk off? How am I meant to minister your word? And he said this to me, just through your smile and your word, I will do, just just give your smile and your word, and I will do the rest. And at that moment, Todd came to me. Yeah, bruv, bruv. You know, he comes with his smile and his his drawn-back hair and his beard. You know, bruv, the, the guy just gave his life to the Lord, you know. I was like, seriously? He said, like, yeah. yeah. I was just sitting there, you know, and as, um, as Todd says, he just, he just spilled it out, just as his testimony was. And inside my heart, you know, I was, it was, I was almost crying. Because just like Todd said, sometimes we go out not knowing why we're going out. But you see, it's not about us. And what Todd said was so significant. It's not about us. It's about the resurrected power of Christ. And that resurrection power, that life that we have in us, that when we die, because dying is doing the thing that we would not normally do. It's sacrificing. I would not normally go up to someone and say, "Uh, Jesus loves you. It's it's not who I am. I'm, I'm a bit shy. Some of us are too cool. Some of us are shy. Some of us just think it's long. You know, that's long, it's long. But that's dying for the gospel. Christ died so that all of us would not have to die. And the least we could do is die in the sense of sacrifice to ensure that his kingdom and other people know that he resurrected. 1 John 3.16 says this, By this we know love because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Now, as Christians, we need to ask our question this. Exactly what Todd says. Do we have it in us not? To go out and give people the word which is life, which is the resurrection power of Christ. We are going through discipleship, what it means to be a disciple, how to be a disciple, what what the essence of discipleship is. Is our Christianity assured enough for us to leave that aspect of the kingdom out? and just live a life for ourselves, selfish. You know, Christ died so that we could not have any chance of being selfish, that we had to become selfless in order for all to come into his kingdom. Christ died so we may have life in abundance and to truly show that we live this life, we must share it with the world, highlighting the connection and relationship that God wanted from the beginning of creation. When Christ, when when we were created in the beginning, God wanted to walk with us, and He walked with us. And then the enemy came and brought death. He brought death. He severed the connection with God. That connection of life became cut in half, and we began to live in death but through the death and resurrection of Christ at this easter time he brought back life by conquering death the message of the resurrection which gives hope which gives us hope that whether we live or die allows us to understand that actually the best is yet to come You know, I love what Pastor Joe is teaching us over those weeks, that actually everything we do in life, and I was sharing with the guys yesterday after evangelism, everything we do in life has to be kingdom-orientated. How are you living? Are you living kingdom-minded, kingdom-oriented? Is everything you do, whether at work, at school, whether when you're hanging out with your friends, whether at a rave or at a birthday party, is that kingdom minded? Yeah, I said it a rave. People get excited. Oh, don't go to rave, don't go to rave. Listen, if you go to that rave and you're kingdom minded, there'll be certain aspects of that rave that you won't connect with. That's it. There's no yes or no or no thing. Listen, if you're kingdom minded, As you're there with your friend, building personal relationships, there will be aspects and times when, because you went to that rave, they will come to church. They have to, because what you have is something they want. Going to a rave isn't your life. You see, when we have relationship with Christ, something changes inside of us. That relationship has to bring change, and in that change comes life. So no matter what we do, no matter where we're at, no matter how we are, because we have life in Christ, because we're a new creation, we have to think kingdom. And always, always let people know about life in Christ. And as we do that in our daily lives, as we are kingdom minded, as Pastor Joe is encouraging us to be in every aspect of our lives. More and more and more people will come into the kingdom. I remember a few years back when Pastor Joe said, you don't have to come to church on a Sunday. Many people would call that heresy. You know, what's he talking about? Of course you have to come to church on a Sunday. It's the thing we do. You know, Christ came to blow culture And religion out of the water. Look, some of us, I'm a nurse, as many of you know. And some of us nurses have to work on Sunday. Imagine if coming to church on Sunday was the be all and end all. Half of us couldn't be here because we have to work on a Sunday. You know, it's about who we are in Christ and the resurrection power that defines who we are. The relationship we have with God now and in eternity is all that matters. You know, the Easter story is is, is simply this, and I'm I'm, I'm going to end with this because I want us to you know spend a good amount of time just reflecting in in and with the communion. The Easter message is this, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures the fact that we talk about the resurrection of Jesus implied that he must have died. You know, someone can't resurrect out of life. You know, you can't be alive and resurrect. It doesn't make sense. He had to have died. And when the scripture talks about according to scripture, I don't know if you've seen that, 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 um, that film, The King and I it is written so it, is it does he say it is risen so it is there's a phrase that he says and the scriptures Paul's saying that because the scripture says it is law you know the scripture is law because it is said it is so and this happened before time before we were formed God knew and had planned these things You know, the closest to death I have been was when I was on holiday. I went to Tunisia with my wife. I think it was like our first year anniversary or something. I think the youth have heard some of this, or the older guys. You know, our first year anniversary, went to Tunisia. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I'm all about the, the mint tea and honey, you know. We had a great time. But the second time we went, we went to a hotel, and, you know, we were next to some girls. They wanted to really have a rave in their room. Tola and I, we just wanted to sleep, and they were just bang. So the next day we checked out. I was all right, I'm, I'm quite cool with, you know, I like a bit of liveliness, but Tola's a bit precious, you know? She likes to sleep. Thank God, I love my wife. She's a lovely lady. Um, and you know, we tossed an umdenad and I had to pay a little bit extra. That's really what the issue was. I didn't want to pay no more money for another hotel. But we moved to this hotel We got settled, we got down to the pool, you know, I'd got my book, I was just ready to just stretch it out. And then there was this commotion in the pool. Basically, this this guy had just had a heart attack in the pool and he was dead, pretty much. So these guys were struggling, struggling, I was looking and I was kind of, oh man. I didn't know at the time that that was happening, but I just saw these guys struggling to pull him out. And my wife being my wife was like, Babe, go and help them, go and help them, babe. I'm like, babe, they've got it covered, man. There's like three or four of them. She's like, no, 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 go and help them. I think you should help them, babe. So me, you know, I was was the only black guy there as well, you know, there's a sea of Germans and Russians at this Tunisian poolside. So I go across, you know, hallelujah, it's frowning. I get this guy. I pull him up, he slips out of my hands, back into the water. So I try again, and I pull him out, and I get him onto the side. Then everybody's around him, slapping his face, pushing him, and I'm thinking, oh, you're a nurse, man, take control, take control. So I took control of the situation. People had pretty much given up, but I didn't give up. And I was pushing the water out of this guy, pushing him out, pushing him out, checking his breathing. He wasn't breathing, checked his heart. It was was not beating. Looked at this guy, this guy was gray right about now. He was gray, it's like life had passed from him. And all I could think was, Lord, I'm gonna have to put my lips on his lips. I'm gonna have to do it, Lord. So I did a couple more pushes. And I went for it. (laughs) 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 Listen, push it out. Nothing, okay. (laughs) 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 By this time, I had a crowd around me. My wife was there with the wife of the husband. She's sobbing, my wife is there thing. And in the background, I could hear this. I'm like, oh Lord. (laughs) My wife is afraid of tugs. She's afraid of tugs. Is this a situation for (laughs) tugs? I'm blowing, blowing, pushing, pushing. And then at that moment, the guy goes. And the water dribbles from his side, the side of his mouth, a bit of blood, a bit of dribble. And he comes back to life. And in an instant, he turns from grey to white to pink. A couple of the guys pick him up and we put him on the grass. We pull out his false teeth. These teeth were gold, you know, gold. They pull it out from his mouth. And I saw life come back into this man. And at that point, at the side of this pool, with everyone around him, I sat down with my wife holding on to me. And the reality of death and life just hits me. It just hits me. And I see this man, who was dead, come back to life. I can't understand it. And my wife is talking, she's saying me, she's telling me, oh, I want to give you a kiss, but, you know, you put your lips at <laughs> the back, you know. She's really proud. But, you know, it really made me think that in an instant, we could be gone. That death... Is no respecter of man. But as Christians, through Christ, we have conquered death. And it doesn't matter whether you live or die, because life now and in eternity is ours. Do you have that life? Do you know that life? I want to challenge you today. If you don't know that life, it is so simple and easy to receive. Why don't we stand? We're living in a really interesting time, a really strange time, but it's a time which the Bible has talked about since the beginning. God has known that we'll be in a time like this we'll be in a time where we are living now where war rumors of wars life death is just it's just here and i want to speak to you today about the resurrection power of christ